0: Wow, that was so incredibly powerful. And we know on this Father's Day weekend that many are watching this right now. Father's Day brings, yes, yeah, some warm sentiments and memories, but it also brings feelings of loss and sorrow. And if you've lost a father, our hearts go out to you. We also know that many viewing this maybe have had a real strained relationship with their father. And if that's you, I'm praying that God will meet you in the midst of that strained relationship. You know, I've been really, really incredibly blessed. I have an awesome dad. And I had an incredible father-in-law that we lost just years ago. One of the greatest joys of my life is being dad to Lainey and Gracie and Carter. And over these last weeks, working from home in the midst of quarantine, you know, we've had lots of extra time as families, dads and kids and spouses, right? And some of that's been kind of hard. In fact, most of the time, I'm a pretty even-keeled, steady guy. But there's one thing that will set off anger and frustration in my heart like almost nothing else. And you know what it is? It's when our kids are arguing with each other. When there's disharmony, disunity in the home. When the people that are supposed to be the ones championing you and loving you and encouraging you and fighting for you are actually fighting with you. There's something that just goes off inside of me. And I think, I think some of that points to the very image of God that is placed in every man and woman. There's something deep within us that can't stand when there's anger and when there's hurt, when there's disunity. That leads me to talk about what we want to think together about this weekend. I'm calling it the Father's Heart for Harmony. There's a beautiful psalm, Psalm 133, and I want us to look at it together. It's only three short verses, and we will look at all three of these together. The psalm, David begins, and he says in Psalm 133, verse 1, How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. You know, it's possible for something to be a pleasant, but not also wonderful or good. But here, David says, the harmony of brothers dwelling together in harmony is both wonderful and pleasant. There's nothing like that. Just like there's nothing like being home with your family and everyone just getting along, loving each other, playing with each other, laughing with each other. It's a beautiful thing. So, so what is this harmony that David's specifically talking about? Psalm 133 is known as a, a psalm of ascent or a, a pilgrimage psalm. It was often recited or sung even by the Israelite nation as they would travel to Jerusalem uh, to worship together at the temple. And so here, David is picturing the beauty of God's people all coming together in one place and dwelling together in harmony. What is harmony? Uh, It's really a musical term. Growing up, I played the saxophone in the school band since fifth grade. And on through college and even once in a while, I still pull it out just to have a little jam session with our son Carter on his drums. But the word harmony literally means when two or more unique and different notes are played at the same time, complementing one another, thus making a beautiful sound. Notice the definition of harmony says that it's when two or more unique and different notes. Harmony isn't about unanimity. It's not about sameness. In fact, it's highlighting the differences, and whether that's the differences in two notes, or two people, or two personalities, or two different groups of people, cultures, races, there is something beautiful that the Father's heart resonates with when there is true harmony. So the psalmist David goes on to give us two pictures of this harmony, two illustrations. First, in verse 2, he says, For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head, that ran down from his beard and onto the border of his robe. He compares uh, this harmony to oil. In the Bible times, oil was used as a symbol of God's power and presence, his spirit. It was used as a symbol of healing. But this particular oil that David is talking about in this psalm was the special anointing oil that was used to consecrate the high priest Aaron. What's so interesting that I found out as I did a little bit of study on this is that when when Aaron was consecrated, He was fitted with a special breastplate. And on that breastplate, there would have been gemstones. And on 12 of these gemstones, there was engraved the different names of the 12 tribes of Israel. And so when David in this psalm says, harmony is as beautiful, as precious as this anointing oil that's poured over Aaron's head and then flows down to his beard. It would eventually make its way over the breastplate. This oil was a symbol of the beauty of harmony. The harmony of God's people. Because God's heart is always for harmony. And he gives one more picture. He says not only is this, this harmony precious and beautiful like oil, it's also precious And in verse three, he says, harmony is as refreshing as the dew. He compares it to dew. He says the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. Now, the Mount Hermon was one of the largest mountains in all the area and to the north of Jerusalem. And it was known because of its height and the amazing dew that would encircle the entire mountain for the lush greenery that was caused by the refreshment of this dew. And David, he says that harmony is like this dew from Mount Hermon, continuing to flow down, trickle down, just like the oil down Aaron's beard, but to continue to flow and trickle down into the mountains of Zion, the mountain of God, where the people were gathered. Again, this beautiful picture of brothers and sisters dwelling together in harmony. I love what the Cambridge Bible says, that dew is a symbol for what is refreshing, quickening, invigorating. And the psalmist compares the influence of the brotherly unity upon the nation to the effect of dew upon vegetation. He says, for from sw- such dwelling together, individuals draw fresh energy The life of the community, both social and religious, is revived and quickened. And the same thing is true in our families. When there's harmony, it's refreshing to everyone. It leads to peace. There's nothing that blesses our hearts more as a dad when our families are in harmony and when our community is in harmony and our nation is in harmony because the Father's heart beats for harmony and then at the end of psalm 133 david finishes this way in verse 3 he says and there the lord has pronounced his blessing even life everlasting some versions of the bible here say and the lord there commands his blessing you see it's not just a wish or a want it's not just a prayer that we lift up for god's blessing but it's here, the place where brothers and sisters are dwelling together in harmony, that God commands his blessing. His blessing for real life. His blessing for life evermore. So the question is, how do we have this harmony? How do we maintain it? How do we nurture it? Because it's not always that way in our family, in our community, in our nation. Well, I think there's three key steps. And remember that word harmony is a musical term. And so the first step is to tune to truth. When I was in band, whether it was fifth grade, you know, band or whether it's the Cleveland Orchestra, the first step before playing a piece is always everyone tuning to the same exact note. This is so critical for our lives as well. You see, if the band or the, uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't stay together, if they don't tune to the same thing, they'll be off and they'll, there will never be the potential for real harmony. God's truth is what we're to tune our lives to. So how are we doing with that? It's why our number one value here at the chapel is to depend on God, to rely on God and his word. We need something bigger to tune our lives to. That's why uh, daily time in God's word for us, especially for us dads, if we're going to love and lead our family, we've got to tune our lives to truth so that we can help lead our kids and our spouses and our families to truth. It begins with tuning to truth. But then secondly, we've got to lead by listening. And it doesn't matter if you're in tune in one moment because in the next, you could be out of tune. And something that is so critical for harmony to happen is to listen to each other, to really listen. Because when we listen, we, we, we know how to adjust. And that's the last point. We've got to tune to truth. We've got to lead by listening. And then adjust accordingly. You know, when you tune an instrument, it's all about either increasing the tension or releasing the tension to find the exact right pitch. And the truth of the matter is, as human beings, and for us as dads that might be watching today, sometimes we're wound way too tight. And we need to tune our lives to truth, listen, listen to others. Listen to our kids, listen to our spouse, and then adjust accordingly. And sometimes that means loosening up. Sometimes we've gotten too loose with things. And when we tune our lives to truth, we realize that there's some things that we need to tighten up, whether it's in our lives or in the life of our family, whether it's encouraging or challenging our, our sons, our daughters, our grandkids. These are the steps that help us discover the beautiful harmony that is at the heart of the Father and ought to be at the heart of every Father. How's that all going to happen, though? It's all about centering our lives in the gospel of Jesus. I love what Eugene Peterson says, and we close with this. He says, The gospel is never for individuals, but always for, for a people sin fragments us and separates us and sentences us to solitary confinement but the gospel it restores us it unites us and it sets us in community david said how good how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in harmony would you pray with me god thank you that your heart is for harmony And forgive us for where there has been discord and disharmony in our own souls, in our own lives, in our own family, in our community, and in our nation. Would you help tune our hearts back to your truth? Help us to learn to lead by listening to each other. And then help us to adjust accordingly and finally enjoy the music the beautiful harmonies that you want to produce through the life of our family, our church, our community, and our world. We desperately need your help, and it's to this end that we pray together. Amen.